You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight the Eagles with one of the greatest players in franchise history. Pleased to be joined by Brian Westbrook, the former Eagles Pro Bowl running back. Brian, thanks for taking the time. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? We are doing well, and let's start with what you saw offensively in the win over Atlanta. Did Nick Foles show you enough in that victory to have confidence in the quarterback heading into the NFC Championship game? You know what, based on uh, the last two games of the season, uh, you had Oakland on Christmas Day, then you had uh, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys after that. And Nick Foles in both of those games just didn't look very good. He didn't play an awful lot in the last game of the year, but he did not look very good. And both of those games were coming off of a four-touchdown game versus Dallas versus the, the New York Giants. And so um, the, the expectations for Nick going into the game this past Saturday just weren't very high. And I think for him, they, in order to come out and, and for this team to win, he had to come out and play great football. And I, I think he did. He played an efficient game. Uh, he was over 70% passing for as far as completions. And when you look at it, and the most important stat that he had on Saturday was that he did not throw any interceptions. I mean, if you don't turn the ball over in the playoffs offensively, you play pretty decent defense, you have a chance to win. And fortunately enough for the Eagles, Nick Foles did not turn the ball over as far as the interception, and um, they were able to find a way to win. It's okay to say that this team for sure, uh, Brian, is is – one of the better defenses in the National Football League, leading with Fletcher Cox and Chris Long and all the other guys that's on this defense. But one thing I think that's comparable to a great defense is a quality running game. You've been a part of one uh, with your style of play, but they have LeGarrette Blunt, they have Jay Ajayi, they have Clements as well as Smallwood. How big of a deal is it to have a, a running game that can actually slow the game down to allow your quarterback to get his feet up under him, knowing that if you win this football game, you're in the Super Bowl? Well, I think it's really important, and Cordell, you you know how important it is to have a running game to support uh, you as a quarterback. I, I just think that when you have that running game, it, it works in a couple different ways. Offensively, it hopefully allows you to stay on schedule first and second down, getting positive yards so that on third down, you're not in third and long situations. That's going to help your quarterback. That's really going to help your offense stay on the field with those short, shorter third down situations. Defensively, how it helps you is the run game just adds and takes time off the clock, more and more time off the clock. Your defense gets to sit on the other sideline, you sit on your sideline and rest while the other opposing offense is sitting on the sideline, and hopefully you find a way to put uh, a touchdown in that end zone. And so you've accomplished so many things. They have to watch you. You're sitting on the sideline. Your defense is resting and you're pushing, putting points on the board, and that's very, very important. The Eagles have three running backs that can get it done. Jay Ajayi has carried the load for the most part, but when you add in LeGarrette Blunt as well as Corey Clement, they have three guys that you can hand the ball off to or throw the ball to out of the backfield that can get you positive yards and certainly have explosiveness in this offense. Brian Westbrook is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Brian, Stephon Diggs making history with that incredible play on Sunday. But when we're looking at the overall skill set of Minnesota's receiving core, including their tight end, Kyle Rudolph, and what Philadelphia has to offer, how would you compare those two units? Well, when I look at Minnesota, you know, they, they, they don't have a problem running the ball. I mean, they, they commit to running the ball. Pat Shermer, a guy that a lot of people here in Philadelphia know and understand because he had been here for a while. Um, 
is their is Minnesota's offensive coordinator. He's he's willing to commit to the run, and so they do do that. But then when you look at Thielen as well as Diggs, you have two receivers that can catch the ball and get yards after the catch. They've been doing it all season long. Thielen certainly has the speed. Diggs has the speed, and you combine that with Rudolph. Now the secondary uh, for the Eagles has to you know really play play this thing close to the cup. They can't allow themselves to be undisciplined. They can't allow themselves to be in the wrong place. The good thing for for the Philadelphia Eagles defense is that their front four has done a great job of getting after quarterbacks. And if they want to win, the Eagles want to win, they have to find a way to make life very, very hard for Case Keenum and to not allow him to be comfortable inside of the pocket. Speaking of making life hard, I think at the beginning of the year this year, uh, when Doug Peter, Peterson came in, the head coach, there were some c- conversations that Coach Schwartz and and maybe some people were kind of saying he was undermining Doug Peterson or some people thought that Doug Peterson was in above his head and Coach Schwartz should have the head coaching job there in Philadelphia. Give me your take on what's being said now because one of the most efficient offenses in the National Football League, if not one of the best, the best third down converting conversion uh, ratio when it comes down to Carson Wentz being the starting quarterback on the football team. Give me your take on what they're saying now about Doug Peterson. Well, you're right. A lot of people doubted Doug. You know, some people that were uh, inside of the building supposedly were doubting Doug. But the truth is, when you coach your team to a 13-3 record, when you play with some of the injuries that they've had, Jason Peters, a Hall of Famer, Darren Sproul, certainly a guy that should be considered for the Hall of Fame. Jordan Hicks, the middle linebacker, has uh, missed most of the season. Ronald Darby missed eight games. And Doug Peterson, throughout all of that, and losing Carson Wentz, MVP candidate, uh, has allowed his team to be in a situation where they're playing for the NFC Championship. And to me, that means an awful lot. That means the guys bought into what he was what he was telling them. They bought into this the next guy up philosophy. And they every single week they come and answer the bell. And that comes from the top. That comes from the head coach. And so a lot of people have been eating their words because. Uh, Doug Peterson mm-hmm. has had success this year, and this team is 13-3. and And at the end of the day, this NFL that we play that, that's going on at this point is all about wins and losses. Doug Peterson won 13 games this year, and that's an important stat for, for a coach that was doubted across the board. And you're ready for Sunday's NFC Championship game, chatting with Brian Westbrook. Ron, you know the city of Philadelphia well. Before you play for the Eagles, you shined at Villanova. When we think about how things could play out on Sunday – Obviously, Eagle fans are invested. They're trying to move on to the Super Bowl. But let's say Minnesota wins the game. Do you think a portion of the fan base will at least be philosophical about the loss because Carson Wentz got hurt in December? Monumental achievement even to make it this far. Well, I, I think I think if they said that, I, they would be right. It's certainly impressive that they're able to make it this far without their MVP candidate. And Carson Wentz, a guy that's really carried them throughout the season, but, you know, it's just hard to be this close. I mean, you're you're four quarters away from being able to play in the Super Bowl. You have a good defense. You're going to be facing a team with a good defense. And you're at home. And, you know, if, I don't know that the people in Philadelphia would say, you know, we're okay and kind of write it off. I certainly know that they will be upset and disappointed. But at this point, they believe in this team. They believe in Doug Peterson and the leadership on this football team. And uh, nothing less than playing in the Super Bowl is going to make these guys happy. Believe me in that. Brian, to see what they did last weekend against this Atlanta Falcons team and 
have some of the most explosive receivers. Maybe, you know, maybe the top, let's just say, eight to ten receivers in the game when it comes to Sanu as well as Julio Jones. Um, to see that defense hold them the way they did because they were driving up and down the field all day, whether it was running the football, uh, creating the, the down and distance situations of play in favor to the play call, to getting the ball to Sanu, getting the ball to Julio Jones, but they, they steadfast and stayed strong and, and stayed sturdy. Give me your take on people basically somewhat feeling as if Philadelphia, because of all the bad luck they've had over the years and things haven't really trans, you know, transpired to be something special as many times as they've gone to the NFC Championship game. What do you say to those people right now that say, you know what, we're doing it without our best quarterback. We're doing it with the backup. And this team is as good as everyone says they're supposed to be because of the talent we have. Well, I think a lot of people believe that the quarterbacks, they run this league. And I, I think for, for certainly for most teams, that's the truth. And when you lose Carson Wentz, that, that was trouble for this team. But Doug Peterson has employed this the next man up. Uh, we expect you to play better than the guy that was injured. And he definitely hasn't held the course for all positions. But for some of them, uh, the, next, the next guy up has done a great job and, and allowed this team to continue to be successful. And I, I think the one attitude, and I think you saw Lane Johnson after the game, he wore a dog mask because everyone had doubted them. Everyone had doubted this team, thought they were underdogs. You talk about a number one seed that was an underdog at home to the number six seed, Atlanta Falcons. And I think they've adopted this attitude. It's us versus the world. And that attitude has come to a place where now they're playing for the NFC Championship, and if they got their, you know, they're lucky enough to to win that, they have an opportunity uh, to play in the Super Bowl. And so that attitude has traveled across from the head coach all the way down to the players. And then with that attitude, they've been very successful. And I think they'll use that again this week. Uh, no one respects us. No one likes us. No one will pick us. And that will certainly will provide them some momentum leading into the game. Brian, we really appreciate the time and the information. Thanks so much for joining us today on the NFL on TuneIn. Thank you, guys. Take care. Have a good night. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.